Song of Solomon chapter number two. Song of Solomon chapter number two tonight. And if you can find the book of Ecclesiastes, then Song of Solomon. And we'll read one verse. Give you just a moment there to find your place. Let me mention this while you're finding your place. Do continue to pray for the Hewitt family. Uh, they gave out over 26,000 uh, or made over 26,000, uh, handed out over 26,000 door hangers and uh, flyers to revival me or to tent meetings this summer. And so we want to thank the Lord for that. And so let's continue to pray for Brother Chris and what God's doing, how he's using them. Don't forget this coming Wednesday night, Brother Josh will be preaching. And so we want to continue to uh, pray for them and see who brings the message to us on Wednesday night. Also pray for Amanda Gilreath, her aunt, who is like a grandmother, passed away suddenly this afternoon. And so we want to pray for Sister Amanda and her family. All right. Song of Solomon, chapter number two. And we'll look at one verse of scripture, verse number 15. The Bible said, Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Father, I pray that you'll bless the reading of thy word now. Speak to us and speak through us, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach a few moments tonight on this subject, on the little foxes in your life. The little foxes in your life. Solomon in this text here, he talks about the symbolism of these foxes. He says in verse number 15, take us the foxes. And so Solomon could have used anything when pinning this down. And of course, there's controversy over who is actually doing the speaking in this dialogue here. Uh, but it is the book of Song of Solomon. And so uh, in the writing of this book here, uh, regardless of who the dialogue would be about in this text here, we know that, uh, the, that what's on the mind of the individual uh, is that of these foxes. Now, uh, it's a symbol. It's a picture. It's a type of something that, uh, that is very important in all of our life. And I want us to think about a fox for just a moment. When you consider a fox, you know as well as I do that a fox is one that is very sly. It's very sneaky. A, a fox is one that uh, is very swift. And so when you think about this fox here, uh, in this verse of Scripture, what does it picture? What is the symbolism of this, of this fox here? It's that of sin. Amen? Because when you think about sin, sin is very sly. Sin is very swift. Amen? Sin... Uh, is very sneaky. There is open sin that uh, we can identify that we know uh, well that's sin. We ought to stay away from that. But sin also has a way of, of putting a mask on itself or painting itself in such a way or slipping into our life. Amen? I mean it doesn't matter how clean or how much by the book we're living. I mean that matters but it doesn't matter how hard you and I may try. Sin has a way of finding its way into our life. Amen? Uh, you and I did not get saved and stop sinning. Amen. I understand the, the statement many have made down through the years when I got saved. I, I got out of the sinning business. I know what they mean. They mean that God changed their life and changed their route. But in reality, we haven't got out of the sinning business. Amen. Uh, we're still sinners and we still sin. And sin is like a fox. You don't have to find it. It will sneak up on you and it will find you. Amen. So there's a symbolism of the foxes. And then there's the size of these foxes here. Notice that the Bible says here that 
Take us the foxes, the little foxes. Amen? Uh, listen, uh, this is not a ravaging uh, wolf that's going to come in. It's not some big sin that, that is going to destroy uh, someone's life. But uh, the writer here is talking about those little foxes or those little sins that are in our life. Uh, sometimes we go through life and there are things that, that creep in that we say, well, that's not a big deal. Or, you know, I understand that may not necessarily be right right within itself, but, but it's okay. It's not going to do too much damage, but that's not what the text says here as it talks about these the size of these foxes. They may be small, but they're very detrimental. They're very fatal when it comes to the vine. Amen? I was reading about foxes this afternoon, and they said that a little fox that they uh, was speaking about was uh, somewhere around 13 inches long. And so it doesn't look like something that can do too much damage Damage, but he talks about the size of them. He talks about the symbolism of, of them. But then he talks about the spoil of these foxes. You see, even though a little fox may look like it doesn't do a whole lot of damage, the Bible says plainly here in verse number 15 that they spoil the vine. They come in under radar. Their, their size looks so insignificant that we think to ourselves it's really not a big deal. It really doesn't matter. It's so small that it really can't do a whole lot of damage. But the Bible says here that these foxes, uh, they spoil the vine. Now, how do they spoil the vine? Well, I was reading about foxes this afternoon and they said them little foxes what they like to do is they like to burrow in. And oftentimes they'll find a vine or they'll find a, a little tree somewhere and, and they'll just kind of burrow down under that and they'll live there and what they'll do is they'll gnaw on the root system. They'll just kind of chew on that root system. Uh, they'll just gnaw on it uh, and then they'll come out and they'll gnaw on the base of that vine uh, and all the while, you know what they're doing? They're destroying that vine uh, undetected. Amen? They may have that burrow underneath that vine and, and you may look at that vine and at that tree and it may look like it's very good but what they're doing undetected is they're destroying the root system of that vine or of that tree. Is that not what little sins will do in all of our life? Uh, it may not look like something big. It may not look like something necessarily uh, that's just going to destroy our life. Uh, you may, we might even say, well, it's not on the same level as drinking or smoking or, or doing all doping and all these different things that, that we would call big sins. But you know what they do under radar, under detected? You know what they're doing? It's chewing away. It's stopping the fruit process. Else, uh, it's hindering growth in our life. Amen. That's what little foxes do. Little sins in our life. They destroy. I, I thought about that it could be that there is something buried within our life. Buried within our heart. Something buried in our mind that cannot be seen by others that maybe is not even necessarily seen by our own self that the Holy Spirit would have to show us but it's hindering our Christian walk. It, it's hindering us from being what God would have us to be. It's destroying the fruit that's in our life. Little foxes will spoil the vine. Those little things that we let go in our life will hinder us. I see the supply for these foxes. You know what they are? The Bible said in verse 15, for our vines have tender grapes. You know what the foxes are after? They're after that fruit. In fact, I read where one place it said that in Australia, a lot of foxes, when they kill them and open their stomachs, that many times it's not uncommon to find nothing in their stomachs but grapes. 
They like those tender grapes. They like that fruit of the vine. You see, that's what the devil does in all of our life. If he can, he, he may not be able to get us with alcohol, so sometimes he'll send a little foxy into, into our heart and he'll get us with anger, with wrath. The devil may not be able to get us uh, with dope, but he'll get us with disgruntlement in our life. It'll hinder our life. It'll hinder our spiritual walk. It may not be pornography that gets us, but it may be just a little sense of pride in our life that is a little fox that is working underneath. It, it may be bitterness. It may be busyness. It, it may not be worldliness that, that the devil gets us with, but he just gets us so busy. Being busy is a good thing, but whenever it hinders our life from, from our walk with God and those things, it becomes a little fox in our life. Pulls us in the wrong direction. I ask you the question I ask myself. What is it in my life that could be seen, detected, noted as a little fox? What is it today in our life? Could it be a friend? Could it be a cell phone? Could it be a magazine, a movie, a sitcom, a show? Could it be a sport? Could, could it be a social media account? And you say, well, it maybe it's something that, that it's hindering your testimony. It's hindering the fruit in your life. Could it be, uh, listen, some recreation, some entertainment. While we know that that's not wrong within itself, but yet it becomes a little fox. It so consumes us. It so gets a hold of us uh, uh, that it's just, uh, it just hinders that walk with God. It gnaws away like a cancer. No one will ever see it. No one will ever know about it. Tucked away somewhere. So only God can see that. But there's those little hints of remembrance that whenever we do that or we engage in that or we allow that to creep in our life, we hear that little still small voice in the back of our head speak to us and say to us, that's a little fox. That's something that you need to get rid of. That's something you need to deal with in your life. But the flesh will rise up and say, oh, that's not a big deal. That's just not anything major in your life. It may not be major, but it could be fatal. It could be detrimental. I'm convinced people that go astray, that, that, that love God and live, live for God, it didn't start with a ravaging wolf in their life. It started in a church pew somewhere with a little fox that got in their heart, got in their life, maybe some little something they, they begin to take hold of. They begin to, to allow to, to consume their life. I, I remember a man came to me one time and he, he told me, he said, I'm struggling with something. And when he, when he told me what it was, it was, it, was, it was working out. It was lifting weights. And when I first heard that, I said, well, to myself, I said, that's it's not a big deal. Might be a big deal if you don't work out. Amen. All right. I hit something there. But I said to myself, a little, I said to myself, well, that's, that's not a big deal. He said, I can't do that. He said, it always, it always builds pride in my life. It always overtakes me. And I, I said to him, I said, well, I don't think it's a, a bad thing. The Bible said bodily exercise profiteth little, but there is profit in that. And you ought to take care of your temple. And, and he was trying to tell me something at the time that, that I really couldn't, I, I couldn't see it in his life because I, I'm not the Holy Spirit in his life. And, and a lot of people uh, do that and don't struggle with that. But he, he re recognized that it was a little fox that, that God, 
got a hold of him. Even though I did not see that as anything that was wrong, and I'm not saying that's wrong, amen. I think taking care of your health is a good thing, but at the same time for him, it was something that consumed him. It controlled him, and he went right on some years later. He laid it down for a while, picked it up again, and it finally destroyed his life. It, it was a little fox. You see, that's the thing about those foxes in our life. They're sneaky. They're sly. They come in, and we brush them aside and say, well, it's not really doing any damage, but all the while it is in our life. Here's the question that comes to my mind. How do I get rid of these little foxes? I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't want them in my life. I don't want anything in my life that hinders the spiritual root system. I don't want anything in my life that, that hinders the fruit. You say, Brother Gravely, have you had things in your life? Well, sure I have. The flesh deals with those things, don't we? He said, well, preacher, how do you, how do you keep these things from, from uh, these little foxes from, from getting in your life? I want to tell you, number one, you have to consider them. You have to look at your life. I can't do that for you, and you can't do that for me. I, I can't evaluate your life. You, you can't evaluate my life. But, but what we have to do as individuals is we have to at least be open enough in our heart to, to recognize and consider the fact that, that there's probably some little foxes in all of our life uh, and look at it in the light of the Word of God and, and ask the Holy Spirit, Dear God, uh, what is it in my life uh, uh, that, that robs me or hinders me from that spiritual growth? What is it that's hindering me? What is it that that destroys some of the spiritual spirituality in my life. Now, I promise you, it's not the same fox in my life that's in your life and vice versa, but we all have them and we have to consider them. The person that would say, well, I don't think I have any. Maybe you don't. But you all evaluate your heart. You know, it's good to have friends. The friends can become foxes. I pastored sheep, goats, wolves, and foxes. And a few other animals I'm not going to mention. <laughs> but you know what? Foxes, friends can become foxes. Yes, yeah. Friends can... You say, well, I don't run with a, a wicked crowd, a worldly crowd. I'm sure you don't, but be careful. Right. Preachers can become foxes. We sure can. And sometimes in life's way, there comes times when we have to look and realize that the counsel we receive, the counsel, the influence that we are getting may not be the right kind of influence. And so we have to consider those things in our life. You say, preacher, I want to get the foxes out of my life. Well, then consider them. What is it in your life that could be hindering you? Secondly, you have to count them. How many is there? Maybe it's one thing. Maybe it's two things. Maybe it's three or four things. I, I remember when I first got saved, the Holy Spirit, the first time he dealt with me about something, I, I, it was just so easy to give that up, it seemed like, because I knew it was something hindering my life. And then the second time it was easy. But as you go further along, you, I don't know what it is. There's a tendency to want to hold on to things. There's a tendency to, to get things out of your life and, and then here they'll come back in. Amen. 
You see, just because you build a barrier, you put a fence in your life in, in some area and say, I'm not allowing these certain things in my life. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to allow this to happen in my life anymore. It doesn't mean what them foxes will do. They'll dig a hole and get under that fence. They'll, they'll find a place somewhere to get in. You may have to deal with that fox now and you may have to deal with it later. Amen. Be sure that if God ever told you once something was wrong, he's not changed his mind about that. Amen. If God ever said this doesn't need to be in your life now, then it means that it's never to be in your life again. God did not change his mind in that area. And I'll confess something to you. There's times the Holy Spirit took things out of my life and years later I thought, and I'm not talking about necessarily just sin in itself, but I thought, well, now I can handle that. And the Holy Ghost would say, no, you cannot. You got the same flesh you had 20 years ago. Is that right? A fox is a fox and it's always been a fox. Y'all understand that, don't you? Foxes don't change. If it's something that can hinder you, hinder your life when, when you're early on serving God, it would certainly hinder you later. I've seen people get things out of their life and then later they regretted it is what it was or, or they had an influence from some other direction that, that they saw them doing that and they thought, man, that, I used to do that and that, that looked good in my life. The difference is, is then you was more surrendered, you was more tender, you was, was more willing and, and open to do whatever it was God put in your life. So you put some berries, you put some fences up but if you're not careful, you'll look at somebody else. You'll look over your fence in their yard and say, man, that sure looks good. It looks like everything's okay with him. And so maybe, maybe I can allow that back in my life. It's a fox, friend. It'll hinder your fruit. You have to consider them. You have to count them. Remember when you first got saved, how you wanted to repent. You wanted to find things. I'm not saying that you don't now, but time has a way of taking tenderness out of our life if we're not careful. And then not only do you have to consider them and, and, and count them. Look how many things is hindering you tonight. But you got to catch them. Can't nobody take them out of your life but you. You got to get a hold of them and get rid of them in your life. You got to get them foxes out. You got to go to where they're at and remove them from your life. I remember when I first got saved, I mentioned it before, but we used to have uh, youth meetings and every youth meeting that you went to on Friday night, they had a barrel burning. And Monday through Thursday, or even really Friday, they preached against everything they could think of. And if you was guilty of it and you had it, they'd say, bring it on Friday night, put it in the barrel and let's get rid of it. Let's burn it. Now people criticize that then. They criticize, I'm sure they criticize it now. If you put that, you know, they don't put that on flyers, do they? Youth conference. Barrel burning Friday night. Bring your sin and we'll burn it. <laughs> I can tell you, they, they ain't too many youth pastors loading up their youth group and bringing them to that conference. But that's what they did. And they preached on sin. And they preached on surrender. And they preached on yielding your life. And they preached on consecration. And they preached on dedication. Those are words that are not in a lot of Christians' vocabulary anymore. And preachers were not being mean. What they were trying to do was move a generation closer to God. They were trying to get them to let go of the world as she sung about a while ago. Whatever it takes. Amen. Give it all to Jesus. Give it all to God. It wasn't all sin that was 
was going in that barrel necessarily. What I mean by that, it wasn't all rock music and, and country music uh, and, and, and worldly attire, but some of it was things that, that just had a hold of our life. Uh, some of it was things that, that we love more than we love God. And so therefore it was a sin within itself. Uh, and they were brought, they, they were let go. They were put in the barrel, amen. They were foxes that hindered. You got to catch them. You can come to the altar and repent over it, and that's wonderful. But if it's something in your life, get rid of it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Get it out of your life. It, it, listen, if, if there's some program that you watch, that, that, and I'm using that as an illustration, but if there's something that you watch, and I can't imagine anything on television being worth watching anymore. Somebody say amen. amen. So, well, preacher, I watched the Andy Griffith show. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. You ever noticed on the Andy Griffith show how that uh, Andy and um, uh, Barney and Thelma Lou and, and uh, all of them, uh, you know, uh, uh, Floyd and, 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 and Goober and Gomer and every one of you know why they were all so happy? None of them was married. <laughs> Aunt B. The only one that was married was Otis and he stayed drunk all the time. <laughs> Thought about that. Now, I'm happily married. But I thought about that. That's, that's how it was. He said, well, I watched Andy Griffith's show. Yeah, I know that. But I'll tell you, there's not a whole lot on television worth watching anymore. Can I get a witness right there? It might be something that, that, that it's, it's got an influence in your life. It's a fox. It may be jealousy. Maybe vanity. There's so many things. Catch it. Ask the Holy Spirit. Dear God, show me what that is. Lord, I want to be closer to you. I want to surrender. God, I want, you. I want more of your power in my life. God, I don't want anything. The old songwriter said, nothing between my soul and the Savior. Keep the way clear and let nothing between. I'm here to tell you tonight, if there's something in our life that, that grieves the Holy Spirit, it ought to grieve us. Amen. And, and listen to me. When I think about that, we ought to catch those things and clean them out of our life. Then lastly, you have to control them. You know how you control a fox and keep it out of your vineyard? You guard your vineyard, you build a fence around it. You put a barrier there. You have to say, I'm not going to go there, I'm not going to do that. You build a wall, you, you, check the, you check for holes, you check for places in your life where the guard has been broken or the guard has been let down. It's easy to let her guard down. I'm telling you, if you and I are not careful... We can let our guard down. We can say something. We can do something in just the slip of a moment. We've all done that. We've all been there. We have to build them barriers. We, we live in a day when you preach on that, people get real nervous. I'm not thinking people hear us tonight. But a lot of times uh, we, we, we live in, in, in a time when it seems like people think having barriers or fences in our life is a bad thing. But it's a good thing. You know what you do if you... If, if you can, if you're able, if you're going to turn your children loose in the backyard, wouldn't you a whole lot rather have a fence in the backyard as to just let them go? I had a dog one time when, when, when my girls was at home, me and Celeste, we love dogs. We just, we just go buy dogs and not even tell my wife. No, I'm just kidding. 
But well, I had this one dog that 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 I loved. I mean, I mean, he was he was he was big and and he was he was he, I mean he was pretty, and uh, and I and I loved him. But he was like a he was like a solid piece of muscle. And uh, he he lived from the time he was a pup. He was probably about a year and a half old. He lived inside a house. That's all he ever he lived in, in inside a house all of his life. Now I love dogs, but I'm not letting a dog live in my house. Amen. So. Uh, I took him and put him in the backyard. He went down a step, but he still had a good fence. And I would, that crazy dog, I'll tell you what he would do. He figured something out. The one side of the, the fence there the, where, was, where the two gates come together, it was just a little bit loose because there quite, wasn't quite enough room for him to completely shut. So, I mean, they would shut, but it was a little bit of a give right there. And that dog figured, up, figured out that if he backed up and hit that fence hard enough, that gate, he could bust it loose. And you know what? When he busted loose, I mean, listen, I had to go get him. I don't know how many times go across the highway and get him and bring him. He'd run loose. And finally, after so many times, I, I put him in there one day and I said, you know what? He chewed up a rose bush. He's part goat. <laughs> he had a catcher's mitt. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I mean, any, he, he gnawed off, didn't gnaw him completely off, but almost chewed off my handlebars on my wheelbarrow, wooden handlebars. I mean, he, he chewed on every, and finally he busted through that fence, and I thought, oh boy, I love you, but, but you're gone. I gave him to Lamar Sosby, and he chained him up. He went, from, uh, he went from a nice house to a backyard to the chain gang, amen? <laughs> I won't tell you where he went after that, but he's, he's in dog heaven right now. But that dog, he, he had it made, but he thought he needed out of that fence. You know, sometimes in our life, we, we think that putting fences up is such a bad thing. It's a good thing. A fence is a safe place. And in your life, if you want to be happy, if you want to be, if you want to be blessed, if you want to have fruit, put fences in your life. Put barriers in your life. Keep those foxes out. Hey, young people, put as many barriers in your life as you can. I'm telling you, keep those fences up. Don't let your guard down. You say, but I want to break free. You know what it was? There was danger outside that fence. That dog didn't realize that if he got out of that fence and got to that busy highway, he could lose his life in a matter of moments. God puts fences in our life to protect us so that we can produce fruit and so that we can, we can grow strong for the glory and the honor of God. I want to ask you this question tonight as they come and get us a song ready. I want to ask you to do what I did this afternoon and search my heart. I said, Lord, I don't want any little foxes in my life. I don't want anything to, to destroy the root system in my life. And I ask you tonight as we stand search your heart if there's something right now the Holy Spirit put on your, on your heart would you deal with it would you let God help you with it tonight you can catch it right here you can put it on this altar and say God I don't want I want victory over this I don't want to struggle with this no more I want to go and live in victory I don't want it to hinder my walk my fellowship my relationship with the Lord Tonight, as she plays softly, if there's something the Holy Spirit deals with you about, you don't have to tell nobody. It may not be something that can even be seen. But you know it's there. You know God spoke to you about it tonight. You let the Lord have His way. You let God work in your life.